All right, guys, welcome to episode three of Inside Buzz with Mikey Domagala. I'm here with Mitch Creek. Mitch, how you doing, my man? I'm doing really well, man. Uh, fresh off uh, our first game last night, so just uh, enjoying the morning. So I saw your stats from last night. What did you put in 28 points, and did you get the win? Yeah, we did. We got the win. Uh, most importantly, you know, our first game of the season. Um, we always want to try and take care of business. Um, it was our first kind of interstate rivalry against the other Melbourne teams, so... Um, to edge out a win uh, against a sellout crowd in High Sense Arena was obviously the, the main focus for us. But yeah, as you said, got, to, got a few to go through the hoop last night. So uh, it was nice to see it happen. There you go. So who, who are you currently playing for, Mitch? Uh, playing with the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix in the Australian National Basketball League. So tell me about your journey. I know you played eight years in the NBL and then you went to the NBA a few years back. Yeah, so I grew up in a little country town uh, called Horsham in uh, country Australia. Uh, moved away, went to the Australian Institute of Sport at about 16. Started playing professionally with the Adelaide 36 in the NBL uh, when I was 18. Went to Germany, played the rest of the season in the BBL with Gottingham. I did three summer leagues, Utah Jazz, uh, Dallas Mavericks, and then the Minnesota Timberwolves the previous year. Was lucky enough to get invited to uh, camp with uh, training camp with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, didn't get picked up and then ended up with the Long Island Nets. Um, was fortunate enough to get a couple of 10 days with them and then obviously progressed through and, um, you know, get picked up by the Minnesota Timberwolves on a 10-day and then signed to a full roster. And now we're back here. So it's been a hell of a, a journey, but one that's been, uh, it's really exciting to be a part of so far. Tell me about your time in Brooklyn. It was amazing. Uh, from day one, obviously in training camp, um, you know, just to meet the guys, meet the team, to see how professional they were. I found myself in a place where you just got better every day and it was very easy to do that. So, um, you know, for me to be in an environment like that, it was it was a blessing. Uh, it was something that I wish everyone got the chance to, to experience because it opens your eyes to uh, the simplicity of um, development and the, the ease of access to things if you have it around you. And um, I was very fortunate to be in that situation for a long time. So, you know, to be a part of that, that culture and that organization and the way they were running it from the head office all the way down to the cleaners on the court, to the to the security guards at the front reception, you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I had a great time to get picked up. Um, I was, you know, I was lucky enough to be a part of Long Island success and to be the, the Eastern Conference champs and to, you know, to get to a grand final, but then to be picked up and, and called up to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, playing in front of the, the sellout crowds in Barclays, you know, you've got the Biggie, you know, Biggie Smalls kind of remix going on. You've got the Brooklyn jerseys and the Culture City edition, like, it was a pretty cool experience and one I got to share with my family as well. So um, it was a very special journey, that's for sure. I remember when you first came in, I think your first points were on a free throw. Yeah, so Rondé Hollins-Jefferson went in for a layup, got fouled, hurt his shoulder on the play. Um, you know, the, the opposing coach gets to choose being the, um, the opposite team. They get to pick on the bench who comes in and shoots it. So I signed my, my contract that morning at 9am and uh, that night I was suited up and he picked me. So... Uh, we were playing the Knicks, went in, missed my first one. I was so nervous. My hands are shaking. My legs are shaking. Um, I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually in an NBA game. This is awesome. And uh, I was lucky enough to make my second one. Got subbed straight off. So, uh, But, look, that, that memory will last me for a lifetime, you know, just to be out there and to be a part of it in the, the mix of things. To feel like you contributed not just off, you know, off the court on the bench and helping you guys, but actually physically on the court was, a, was an awesome moment and one I'll, uh, I'll definitely remember for the rest of my life. Now, Mitch, there's a lot of change in Brooklyn this past summer. Were you surprised that the team broke up, like, and traded D'Angelo Russell after so much success last season? Uh, I think a little bit. Um, you know, 
Dilo was was a guy that was very popular in that community. Um, he's a guy that you know that you know, became an all star and became someone who is a pro, you know, predominant guard in the league. Um, you know his development is going to then you know skyrocket again. He's got guys around him now at Golden State that are going to make him even better. So you know it's it's a great move. I think you know put Brooklyn in a position to be where they are right now. Um, you know they've signed two of the best stars in the in the NBA and um, arguably the, the MVP of the league in, in Kevin Durant. So. I know assisting him with Kyrie and young guys like Karis Burt and um, you know the rest of the guys they have with Jared Allen and you just keep going in the list. There's there's a wealth of potential and they run it and do it the right way as well. So they're going to put themselves in good stead this season. So Mitch, you're on the Australian team this summer. You were you were a major part in their success. Now, can you tell me about playing alongside Bogut, Mills, and Joe Ingles? Yeah, you know those guys are you know absolute stars in their own their own right. Um, you know to play against those kind of I guess the, the way they go about it, the way they approach it, they're very meticulous. They have a very good process of how to develop and get better and to get the most success out of, you know, each game and each possession. And, you know, Paddy Mills is, is probably one of the best. Uh, Andrew Bogut looks after himself absolutely tremendously. Um, you know, he still moves in probably in the best shape of his life almost. So just to see how they play the game and how they approach it helped me a lot. Um, but as you said, I got to be out there. I got to be a part of it. And the great thing was, you know, we had a lot of success. We got ourselves to a semi-final. We got ourselves to a double overtime against the, you know, the inevitable champs. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, just to be out there and to wear the green and gold, to have your, you know, Australian country on the name of your jersey and your actual name for your family on the back is, you know, is, is something I wish everyone could feel because the absolute pride you get from that is, you know, is, is second to none. Now, can you tell me about beating Team USA for the first time in 13 years in that exhibition game? You guys played tremendously well. Patty Mills poured in 30, and you guys wound up beating them by four. Tell me about that game and being on the floor. Yeah, look, you know, we played in front of 55,000 fans. Um, you know, one of the biggest basketball games in the history of Australian sport. Uh, to play in Marvel Stadium was, was phenomenal. Um, you know, to be a part of something where history is rewritten um, you know, the first time we've ever beaten them. Um, you know, just the atmosphere, like everything about it was just incredible. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I wish, you know, I wish everyone could have been out there and to be on the elevated court in front of 55,000 and then knowing you've just beaten Team USA. Yeah, you can't even put, words don't even describe it, mate. It was such an amazing feeling and the emotion and the raw excitement after the game. Um, yeah, it was, was, was incredible. I, uh, yeah, I wish I could live that one back a few more times, that's for sure. So, Mitch, what was wrong with that Team USA team? Did they seem extremely nervous or worried? Did they not have the chemistry? What was the problem? Um, no, I definitely don't think it's anything to do with chemistry or being worried. I think it's just the the expectation of Australian basketball may not be as high in other countries as it should be. Um, I think we deserve to be the third-ranked team in the world. I think we have the potential to be even higher. I think we have potential to, to go to an Olympic Games and to... to maybe achieve even greater uh, polling in the medals, you know, potentially pushing to a semi-final and even to a gold medal. Um, you know, they didn't send their best team over. Everyone knows that. Um, they were criticised for not coming over and guys pulling out. Um, you know, we had a few guys that weren't there as well. So, um, you know, we, we look at it as an opportunity to, you know, to be in front of the best in the world. And, you know, they rose to the occasion. They played a great game. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the way we play is not something they might be accustomed to. Full court presses and traps and pressure and running and jump defenses. The way we push the pace and tempo. The way we play the relentless effort on defense. The physicality. 
all those things play a part in a role. So I think we did a good job of just making them make tough shots. They made tough shots. They made great plays and went on great runs, but we were able to sustain those and, um, you know, weather the storm when it, when it did come. So, um, look, credit to them. They put their hand up when a lot of guys didn't. So I have full respect for them and, you know, I hope they get more chances to play for their country in the coming, you know, the coming years. All right, so when you're in the NBA, what was something that you wore on your sleeve from Australia, whether it's a certain routine you had or just the type of play that you played with? Man, honestly, I just tried to go out and approach every single situation the best I could. Whatever my team needed, I tried to make sure that was the staple I brought. If they needed someone to be on the bench and just wave towels and be an energy guy and you know talk a bit of shit to the boys and loosen them up a little bit because they're a bit tense or they're missing shots, then that was my role and I embraced it. If it was to go out and defend and just chase guys off screens and... That was 100% what I was focused on doing. So I think my biggest thing I took away with me and then tried to bring to every single occasion was relentless effort every single time to be the best teammate I can be. Um, so like I said, no matter what the occasion was called upon, I just tried to rise to it and just try to make sure I gave my absolute best. And at the end of the day, I could be proud with my efforts and I definitely was. So uh, there were games where I got to play a lot more minutes and I got to get up and down and score some points, rebound and push and make plays. Other games, it was like, hey, go in there, deny him, don't let him catch it. And that was just as important as, as any other game. So uh, just accepting my role and, and, you know, being thankful for the opportunity when I got it. So who's your favorite non-Australian NBA player and who's your favorite Australian NBA player? Oh, I think my favourite uh, Australian uh, it would be Joe Ingles. Um, Slow-mo Joe, the way he plays is just so smooth. And, you know, he was a great teammate to have. He shoots the ball in an incredible clip. Um, you know, he did an amazing job of, of kind of looking at us and, you know, being able to, to calm, you know, calm the situation and just be cool under pressure. Like, he never looked rushed. He always had a style of play that, you know, I guess made everyone else feel even more confident. Um, so definitely Joe. Um, he's such a smooth operator, man. I love him. Um, my favorite American, um, he's not American, he's Canadian, but Steve Nash. He, uh, you know, he was always uh, a guy that was just, you know, people question his ability, his height and his speed and everything else. And, you know, he was a 90, 50, 40 guy for so many years, a two-time MVP. Um, unfortunately, he didn't get to win a championship, but someone I looked up to a lot, someone I still look up to a lot and, and try and emulate his work ethic because he got a lot out of short workouts and looked after himself for a long, long period of time. So definitely those two guys. Now, I'm always seeing Joe Ingles' teammates, whether making fun of him, cracking jokes at him, or he's doing it to them. How funny is Joe Ingles? Yeah, he's great. You know, the, the whole, you know, feel of Australians is we want to be charismatic, we want to be fun, we want to be joyous and... Yeah, we want to give banter and talk shit and, and give guys hard times because that's what we're good at. So, um, look, he's phenomenal. You know, he's you know he's super competitive on court. He's such a, a warrior, but at the same time, you know, he does come around and gives you a whole bunch of stick and and, and lets lets you have it sometimes. But like I said, he's such a great guy. Um, you know, I wish there were more players like him. Do you have a funny story from Ingles? Nah, not really. I haven't spent too much time around Joe. Um, just the way he is around, you know, the guys in the locker room. And, um, you know, like he's so cool, calm and collected, but he's just so witty and quick off the trigger as well. So you've always got to be on your toes around him. Ben Simmons pulled out of Team Australia this past summer. Do you think he'll be playing for uh, Australia next summer in the 2020 Olympics? Yeah, look, I understand why he did it. Um, 
you know, there's obviously ways you can go about it, you know, in hindsight, oh, we probably should have done this and maybe we should have come out and said it this way or we shouldn't have committed so early without knowing the expectation of what was to come. But he's a max contract player on a team that's going to go and probably win a championship at some point in the next few years. So he wanted to be around his team. He wanted to try and make them as good as he could. Um, he understood that the, the commitment may, may have been too much. Um, but in saying that, look, I back him and, and support him 100%. Um, uh, I undoubtedly believe he'll be in the Olympics. Um, he wants to and has, has expressed that he wants to play there. So, um, yeah, I, you know, if he wants to come into that group, I'll be uh, welcoming with open arms if I get to be a part of it. But if not, if I'm not in that team, I still want him to be there. You know, I want to see the best Australian team on that floor. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does uh, come Olympics. Gotcha. Now, now, Mick, what's next for you as a player? Uh, well, I've got I've got an out clause, uh, which basically says if I get signed in the NBA um, to a full contract, then I can get out straight away. Southeast Melbourne here uh, in Australia have, have voiced that very openly and said, look, we want the best for you, want the most success for you, want to see you in the NBA. Um, so they don't want me to be here all season. They want to get me out of here and get me back in the league because that's a good thing for them. So it shows they can develop guys to that next level and, and that's what we want to try and achieve. So definitely the NBA is the goal for me. Uh, but right now, you know, we want to know uh, we all played a great team game. We have a lot of room for improvement. Uh, so right now, my focus is on the Phoenix here and in the NBL and, and trying to get as many wins on the board and, and build a good process and a good foundation for, for many years to come in this organization. All right, Mitch, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you giving me some of your time. Also, I appreciate you following NBA Buzz on Instagram. You're always liking my stuff, and I appreciate it. No worries. Appreciate the time, man. You're a legend. <laughs> Thanks a lot, my man. No worries. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I'll see you soon. Stay well. Bye-bye. All right, see you, mate.